All right, here I am reporting from over the road. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here I am reporting from over the road. I'm in Chicago. I just did the first part of my bid, which is the Bloomington part, and I came back to Chicago. So what it is is I'm just waiting for the Denver part to come off the line. They had it ready, but it was overloaded, so unfortunately, they're not going anywhere until they get that fixed. But, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. You know, it's just uh, nothing you can do about it. So, as soon as they get going, we'll get out of here. Hopefully, it'll be soon. I've been sitting here since 6.30. What is it? 7.30, Oh, it's 11.30. Been sitting here four hours already. Or 11 hours. Yeah, 11 or four, uh, four hours. No, five hours. Sorry, I've been sitting here five hours. Oh, God, I'm losing my mind. I've been sitting here four hours. What am I thinking? So, anyway, hopefully, we'll get out of here soon. I certainly want to get out of here. Uh, sitting in, you know, sitting in these driver's rooms will just drive you crazy. You know, they're so boring and, you know, there's just nothing going on. The upstairs break room, you know, of course, everybody's swapping lies and stories. And I just said I wasn't in the mood for it. But downstairs break room, nobody's down here. It's pretty quiet. There's a loudspeaker. They'll call me if they need me. So, you know, that works out all right. But I'm looking at the wall here. What do I, first thing I see is the key to the Smith system. The Smith system is this thing where, yeah, you know, it's a it's a style of driving. It's a technique in driving. And number one thing about it is aim high in steering. You know, look down the road. That way you know what's going on ahead of you. You know, uh, number two is get the big picture. See everything that's going on around you so you know what's going on, so you know what to plan for. You know, it's pretty simple. Uh, number three, keep your eyes moving. Look around you. You know, don't let anything sneak in your blind spots. You know, look look at everything. You know, a good driver, you could tell somebody's been driving a long time. You'll see them walk across the parking lot and their head's looking back and forth and they're looking everywhere. That's just normal. You see it all the time. It's kind of funny. Number four, leave yourself an out. Don't pull so far forward that if the guy in front of you breaks down or gets stuck, you can't get out and get around him. Leave yourself some space if you stopped at a light. And number five, make sure they see you. That's the Smith system. When I say make sure they see you, it's quite shocking. A lot of times people... You know, they, they, they'll cut you off or they'll pretend like you're not there. But as soon as they know that you're looking right at them and they, they make eye contact with you, then they'll start behaving a little bit better. It's kind of it's kind of strange how that happens. So those are all really good things. Smith system is a pretty, pretty important thing. You know, it's a, there's a Smith system company that puts all this stuff out. You can look them up online. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes. Just look up the Smith system. These guys have been around forever. It's just, it's a it's a way of life. It's a way of driving. 
then I endorse it. But I don't get paid for it. I'm just talking about it because I do it all the time. And, you know, quite honestly, it's the things that you would do if you were, you know, as you're driving. It's just they put it in a, you know, they, they make a, a, you know, they make a class out of it. And, you know, it's pretty nice. When they do the Smith System training, they go over all that stuff. And then what they do is they put you in a van. And then they drive around town and they critique you. You know, make sure you're not falling too close. And, you know, and then you get, uh, you know, you know, you get tested on it. And it's, you know, it's actually not that bad. Another thing I used to do that I thought was great for training was uh, when I used to work for this one company that had a skid pad. And they used to be able to lock up the wheels. And that was kind of neat because as you were driving, you could lose control in a controlled environment. And the nice thing about that is, you know, you could really, you learn a lot and you don't get hurt. Nobody else gets hurt around you. I guess they stopped doing that skid pad thing. I thought it was, a, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was the greatest thing that, you know, any of these companies did, but I guess they spent too much money on it or something. And what the skid pad was, is they had you race down there was bobtail. And then they, yeah, you could get this thing spinning like a top, you know, if you didn't do it right. Or they do it with a flatbed, but on the flatbed, they had chains going down each side. So the thing would only go so far on each side. So, you know, the chains would grab it so it wouldn't, you know, smack you and kill you. And then they get that thing going out of control. It was just a lot of fun. And, you know, and, and quite frankly, you learned a lot. So that was pretty nice. All right, let's get back to the new bid. New bid's working out pretty good. It's a six-day bid, though leave out Thursday, get home Tuesday, you know, so, you know, all day, you know, Thursday, all day, Friday, all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday, all day, Monday, all day, Tuesday. It, you know, by the time winter's over, I'm probably gonna be pretty wore out, but that's okay. I like to drive and it's a moneymaker, but it could be a little rough out there, especially during the winter, you know, and there's different ways we can go. We can go straight across 80 to 76 to 70, to 15 and down or we can go straight across 80 to 15 and down or we can go down uh 57 to 70 to 55 to 50 uh to 44 to to 40 to 15 which is quite honestly the preferred route i and then there's another route i can't remember the the routing it's uh there's a way to get around the tolls for oklahoma which is which is not a bad route which is probably the way i would go if i could I just can't. It's like 54 or something. It, it brings you out there in Tucumcari, New Mexico. It's a really nice run. Now, the reason why I like that is nice and flat. There's not too much weather going on. If there is, at least it's flat. You get ice and snow up in the 80 or the 70 in uh, Wyoming or Colorado. And, oh, my goodness, it's a nightmare. It's just, you know, it's just pure stress. You know, but if, you, you know, if you're on the 40, it's really not that big a deal. You know, if, if you do get a little license, no, most of the time they clean it up pretty quick. And also, you know, you're on flat ground, so it isn't really that big a deal. You know, that makes a huge difference being on that flat ground, you know, because you, you fight your way to the top of the hill and then you slide down the other side. And sometimes you're just like, oh, man, what am I doing? You know, why do I why am I doing this job? But once you get through it, it's you're OK, but. I don't know how many times I've thought, oh, man, what did I do wrong in life? <laughs> this is what I do for a living. You know, racing up and down these hills and the ice and the snow. But the truth is you get used to it. Or, well, actually, you don't, but you learn to deal with it. 
no, I don't even know if I've done that, but I try. You know, and of course, the worst is if you have to go 70 across Colorado and then you got hazardous material and you're placarded, then you can't go through the Eisenhower Tunnel and then you got to go around Loveland Pass, Google Loveland Pass. And if you go around uh, Loveland Pass, it's like 17, 18 miles, but it adds like over an hour. And if it's during the winter, it might even add more. Now, a lot of times we'll chain up going across 70, which is. You know, it's really tiring and it really takes a lot out on you when you got to drive like that. But then, if you come to a stop on the hill and you got the chains on, they're going to bring the tow truck out. And when they hook the tow truck up, they hook up this big, huge rubber band and they tow you to the top of the hill. And, you know, you're not that far away from the tow truck. And when I did it, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I'd never did it before. I'd been driving like 20 years and I, I'd never been towed like that. So I said to the guy, you know, he, I said, okay, what's going on? And he, he does this all day long. So I spit this stuff out so fast. And I said, whoa, whoa, slow down, buddy. I said, I'm not a new driver, but I've never gotten towed up a hill by, by it like this. Talk to me like I'm a six-year-old and don't be afraid to repeat something. And I said, this is too big a deal. So he told me, and then, you know, we got to the top of the hill and it ended up being no big deal. But what it is, is they back the tow truck up to the front of your truck. And then they hook up this big, huge rubber band, basically, to your tractor. It is a big, huge rubber band. And then they pull you to the top of the, the hill with this big, huge rubber band. And the tow truck's not that far in front of you. And he's not towing you up as, as much as he is assisting you up to the top of the hill. So what you need to do is you need to grab some gears, too. And as you're grabbing gears, he's grabbing gears. And so you got to stay in sync with him because you don't want to drag him down and you don't want to try to overrun him. So it's, you know, you really want to make sure you know what you're doing. And that's what I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure I knew exactly what was going on because I don't like to assume anything, not in this job. But that's what I did. And, you know, it wasn't too bad. We got up the hill and then I was able to take the chains off. And yes, I was chained up, but the weather was so bad that the chains weren't going to, I spun out and I wasn't going to make it to the top of the hill. I almost made it to the top of the hill. And, you know, which is kind of silly. But the thing is, those, when you call a tow truck out like that, it's very expensive. Oh my goodness, it's so expensive. I don't know. You know, I've heard up to $500. I don't know. I work for a bigger carrier. Maybe they have, you know, some kind of deals with those guys. I don't know what the deals would be, but all I know is that, you know, those guys, they make their money on, on a few days and it's pretty dangerous work. I personally would not want to do it, but I can understand why they want to get as many as they can in before they clean up the roads because that's where they get their cash for the year. You know, because they, they actually look forward to the bad weather. Now, right now I'm just, how is it? It's 20 to midnight. I'll be here for another, uh, who knows? As soon as it's done, I'm out of here. Maybe my co-driver will be driving out of here and I'll be going to the bunk. That, that'll that mean I only drove 184 miles today. I averaged probably, oh, I don't know, 550 to six to 650 a day. And generally, it's closer to 650. If it, if there's an uneventful day where I wake up and I start driving, 
and there's nothing going on, like delays, flats, anything like that, I'll do probably 6.30, 6.40. But if I get stuck at terminals and things like that, then, you know, that'll, uh, you know, that'll slow things down. So I'd go outside and record some of the truck noises driving by, but, well, I got I to gotta listen for them to call me on a speaker. Because as soon as they do, I want to get out of here because I want to get going home. You know, I got to go to Denver and then I got to go home. I can't go home until I get to Denver first. So that's pretty much what's going on. Not too much. Think about starting a web page, though. I don't really know anything about that. I was looking at WordPress and it looks like kind of a pain. I was thinking maybe just go with Squarespace or something. I'm not really sure what I want to do. If anybody knows anything, contact me at 414. 414- 666-1926. That's 414-666-1926. I'm not going to try to make any money off of it or anything like that. I just want to have fun with it. I think it'd be interesting to have. Uh, you know, I just like to experiment with this stuff. Will I keep it going? I don't know. Depends on how much time it takes. Yeah, I really don't have a lot of time to put things up and you know, I just don't uh, don't know. If you hear a lot of popping and hisses and things like that, I'm just holding the microphone in my hand. I'm downstairs, like I said, in the break room. So I'm doing this over the road. I'm recording into the iRig, which is routed into the iPhone. And I'm recording using the uh, Hindenburg app to, to do this. And then when I'm done, what I'm going to do is I'm going to upload this to a phonic and maybe it'll take out some of this noise, like the background noise of that fan running in the, it's pretty cold. There's a heater going. So, oh, all right, here we go. Another driver walked in. He's a friend of mine, Ernie. He was over in Bloomington with me in California and he was uh, the next guy to leave out. And he just walked in. I had talked to him for a minute. Wanted to see how his trip was. Oh, I forgot to ask him which way they routed him. Anyway, the, uh, oh, low battery warning. Isn't that great? Well, I don't want to, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to go out and I don't want to charge the phone up in the truck because my co-driver is sleeping. Now, when the truck's going down the road, the truck makes a lot of noise. So you can, like, sing to yourself. You can make a little noise in the front, open a bag of potato chips, things like that. You're not going to wake the guy up in a bunk because the truck's making noise. But if you're sitting there idling and you're sitting in the truck and you open a bag of chips or you rustle around and you're trying not to make noise well that not trying to make noise thing makes a lot of noise and so the guy in the bunk it wakes him up all the time you know it's kind of you know how it is you're trying to be quiet you're actually making more noise you know there's nothing worse than someone you know, trying to open up a bag of chips slowly or, or munch on chips real slowly. And it's, oh my goodness, it's so loud. But anyway, if the sound, like I said before, if the sound on this one's not so good, it's because I'm in the terminal. And uh, I got this all, I got wires going all over the place in front of me. But I got to find a better way to do this. Something easier, something less wires. Be nice to be wireless. I got to figure something out. So, anyway, the weather's good. It's just cold outside. We're in Chicago. As far as I know, it's not going to be bad weather all the way to Denver. And the way things are looking, we'll probably get home Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Do some stuff at the house. Go to bed, wake up, pack my bags, and leave out again Thursday. 
I don't know what's going on for Thanksgiving yet. I haven't posted the list. You know, I don't know if I'm taking it off or not. I haven't figured it out. Either way, I don't really care. Uh, Thanksgiving's, you know, I don't mind giving up Thanksgiving. But Christmas is, that's sacred. But nobody, you know, this company shuts down on Christmas. Nobody asks you to run at Christmas. Which is good, because you know, everybody's over for the holidays. You get to recharge and all that good stuff. And But I do like Thanksgiving, too, though. My wife makes this wonderful homemade cranberry you know sauce that's that's just like it's just unbelievable it's just unbelievable oh my god it's so good you know it's you know ice cream isn't even as good as this stuff yeah you know it's not like that this stuff you buy in a can it's this homemade stuff and it's just amazing you know she really does good at thanksgiving a few years back my stepfather you know, he, uh, yesterday was his birthday. Phil, Phil Irby's birthday was yesterday, November 16th. He passed away a few years ago. I miss the guy. He's a great guy. Anyway, we had the long table out in the living room. Wife was in the hallway. And, uh, Phil was getting a little cantankerous. And I knew, I think he thought it, he knew it was going to be his last Thanksgiving. I think he realized it. And, he says, Kingfish, I got to get off the table. I said, well, let me move the table for you so you can get out and help him out. You know, it's a little fragile. And he gave the end of the table a shove before I could get up. And when he gave the end of the table a shove, he broke the legs on the end. And, you know, the thing that holds the legs from collapsing, he broke it. And the entire leg collapsed underneath the long table. You know, it was like eight foot long table, I think. Yeah, about eight foot, six, eight foot, something like that. Anyway, the entire table moved, you know, because he was on the very end. It went, it went, fell forward. You know, it was lengthwise in the, you know, how those, you know, banquet tables are. And that whole end of the table hit the ground. And the table, we had white carpet. Oh my God. We had white carpet and they just installed it. And the entire Thanksgiving meal was on this table. And when he gave that table a shove, the entire table collapsed and hit the ground on one side. And our entire Thanksgiving dinner slid to the bottom of the table into a big, huge pile. And I tried to grab the table, but I was on the same end as Phil, which was the upright side. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get any leverage on the table because the other, I tried to grab it and then it just made it worse. And, and then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? We just destroyed Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I mean, we had some other stuff in the in the kitchen, but it was like, you're kidding me. Well, the queenfish, she hears the bang, comes walking down the hallway, and the look on her face was like, you know, I mean, because she worked really hard on all this. And her the look on her face was like, I am going to kill you. And so... Oh my goodness, she was so mad. I thought she was going to put a hit on Phil right then and there. She's Italian. And uh, she was so mad. And then that that homemade cranberry sauce, oh, it was red. It was just like, it's a big pile on the carpet. And oh, it was a pain to clean up. But as she's cleaning it up, Phil says, he says, well, at least you don't have to clear the table now. 
which let me tell you is not a good thing to say at that time and i was like oh my god i can't believe he just said it but it was kind of funny but it wasn't that fun i mean not not that you know it could have waited a couple of days but uh she jumped up and said you got to go home now and he lived on the we live on the eighth floor he lived on the first floor and she goes and she ran in the kitchen she made him a plate from what was in the kitchen and she handed him a plate and said you're going home <laughs> she kicked him out and uh you know it, it was just like oh i was afraid of her at that moment but rightfully so you know she was pretty pissed and i don't blame her because that was like a huge mess on the floor oh my goodness was she pissed but now i look back on that incident and i think to myself i think phil knew his time was short and he didn't make it to the next thanksgiving and i think he said you know i'm not i'm not going to be around much longer but every thanksgiving i want these bastards to remember me and talk about me and i think that's you know i think that's what he did but i i think about him more often than just thanksgiving or on his birthday but you know that's that's the joy of life you know we you know we miss people and the people we care about we lose them and it sucks but the fact that we cared about them at all you know is important and it's going to happen to all of us so even though it's sad to lose people it's also you know it's what makes you human the fact that you actually cared about somebody enough that they're gone and it's i'm not going to say it's a good thing but it's a good thing that that we care enough to where it affects us but it still sucks to see you know people go so anyway i'm not talking about driving so i might as well get going uh i'll post this up I'm, like i said i'm in chicago i'm not at, I'm not at the house there might be a little more popping than usual because I don't have the pop screen on this thing. So I'm going to run upstairs and see what they're doing. Find out how close we are to leaving. It's midnight, so I've been here five and a half hours. Yeah, now that I finally got to figure out how long I've been here, five and a half hours. It's oh, a long time. But that being said, I do get paid by the hour when I have to sit. So that that's a plus. And I did heat my dinner up while i was sitting here so that worked out pretty good i used the the hot logic now i'm kind of rambling and bouncing around here that's just because i'm bored and i'm sitting in this terminal but the the hot logic is this little lunchbox type stove thing that's collapsible and i got the 110 volt because i find the 110 stuff's more reliable and I use these, you know, you can put anything in there, frozen food, whatever. And some people say you can cook raw food, and I haven't done that yet. But, you know, I threw it in there. Nothing burns. It heats everything up consistently. And that's what I cooked my meal in tonight. Tonight was a, a very thick pea soup, you know, with ham, potatoes, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure exactly what was all in it. And, uh, you know, I had it cooking for like two, three hours. And you can't overcook it. It doesn't get that hot. It's basically a hot plate inside an insulated sleeve. And so that's what it was. So I, while I was sitting here, I ate that. And, you know, while I was waiting. So that hot logic is just fantastic. I find it works. If you're in a hurry, it's not that great because it takes a while to heat stuff up. 
But if you're not in a hurry, you just start driving. You throw the stuff in there, and it's ready in two, three hours. Or you're not sure when you're going to eat. It's fantastic. But, you know, that's one of the few products that I'll actually endorse. You know, that, uh, you know, I signed up for the affiliate program. So if you go to hotlogic.com and you order one of their, you know, one of their things, put in the coupon code, put in Kingfish, and you'll get a discount. I'm not sure exactly how much it is. But like I said, it's, I actually use it. It's something I, you know, I think is fantastic. Uh, Southpaw, you've heard in an earlier interview, he's the one who turned me on to it. And I resisted getting it for quite a while. But now that I've gotten it, it's fantastic. So, I don't know. You should check it out. And if you go to the web page, you know, the Facebook page, you know, they got a bunch of recipes and different stuff that people have used it for. But they have a, you know, they have a 12 volt version, but I just plug it into the inverter. You know, 12 volt plugs tend to melt and don't last as long. And since I'm going to run that for a long time, I went with the 110. See, and I think it was like five bucks cheaper, too, to get the 110. I don't know, it was a while ago I got it. But anyway, if you go there, just look it up. You know, sign in Kingfish as a coupon code. But if not, uh, you might find a bigger discount if you look around, but I, I think it's a great tool, especially for drivers. You know, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you need something to eat. So that's my attempt at an ad, but it, like I said, it's something I actually use. So I rather enjoy that. All right, so I'm going to button this up and post it. I'm sure that as soon as I start to post it, they'll call me, and uh, hopefully we'll get out of here soon. hope everybody stays dry. I'll be back with the news on Friday. I may do something... If I get home Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe I'll post something. We'll see what happens. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Trucking with Kingfish. Uh, they got a great truck fire that I posted just recently. Uh, that one's wild. Ugh. But I only got it for a few seconds because I couldn't really you know, couldn't do much taping. It was too hot, and I had flammable combustible, or combustible, um, spontaneously combustible, sorry. So I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't stay there. I had to get away from that as fast as possible. And there's a, a few truck shows and a few car shows on that YouTube channel and some steam engine stuff. So I'm working on it. Got a long way to go, but we're working on it. You know what? I don't think we're going to make any money off any of this, but it's just fun. Just having fun playing around. And it kills time because right now I'd be bored out of my mind. You know, so anyway, you know, just sitting here waiting for the load. So anyway, I'm going to let y'all go. Have a great day. And I'll talk to y'all later. Oh, let's see. Oh, the phone locked up. Let's see here. Yeah, really exciting content. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. <laughs>